Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker best-selling author and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. A seismic shift in the workplace has taken place called the Great Resignation, with two-thirds of people reevaluating their purpose in life and work, as per a study by McKinsey. Workers are leaving in droves, citing toxic work environments as their number one reason. The days of command and control management style are gone, and if companies want to attract and retain talent, they need a repurposing revolution. My guest, Mark Mears, Chief Growth Officer for Leaf Growth Ventures, LLC, is talking about a revolution in his new best-selling book, The Purposeful Growth Revolution, Four Ways to Grow from Leader to Legacy Builder. In it, he brings together his 35-plus years of experience in the C-suite of Fortune 500 companies with scientific studies to create practical strategies for how leadership needs to evolve to help employees and businesses thrive in the new economy and beyond. Welcome, Mark. Thanks for joining me. Well, thank you, Sherry. It's my pleasure. So I love this idea of growing from leader to legacy, and I know you talk a lot about that in your new book. So let's give a definition of what you mean by that. Well, you know, I think I'll I'll take a a step back and and address the questions um, that were posed in your your intro and why that's necessary. Um, we, We do live in a new world of work. And it's as if COVID gave us uh, a bit of a timeout to really deeply reflect on not only what, but who matters most in our lives. And as we did so, we realized that we all have uh, a, a purpose and, and why we exist on this earth or what really lights us up and, and what we enjoy doing and what we feel, feel like we can also give back to others. And I call that a living legacy because you shouldn't have to wait till you're dead and buried to bequeath something of value to someone, you should be able to do it every day, and not only in the third of the time that we're awake and not working, but even at work. And if you're able to live and work on purpose, you're going to be more fulfilled, and uh, your firm is going to uh, thrive and grow, and uh, it's just going to be a better environment for all of us. And so throughout history, we've seen catalytic events that have created step function change growth in whatever 
uh, industry or civilization um, that, that you can think of, whether it's war or disease or famine. Um, and it could be positive things like innovation and um, invention and discovery. Uh, in this case, it's a little of all uh, of that right now. And, and so people have uh, decided, uh, and why I call it a revolution, is that if you look in the dictionary, there's three kind of definitions that I found most often. The first is um, a, a, a kind of a, uh, a rise of people up against some kind of a, a oppression, right? And, and so you think about uh, the toxic work environment. It's as if people said, hey, now that kind of COVID's abated, I don't want to go back to that uh, unsatisfying work uh, environment that I was in before. I really want uh, to reflect on what's most important in my life. And uh, I don't want to, you know, just climb a ladder to climb a ladder anymore, especially among younger people. And the second definition is this idea of a dramatic change in the status quo. Well, the status quo for years was command and control. You work in an office environment. uh, You know, you, you do your time. And then at some point you kind of, you know, burn out and, I guess, retire at some age, right? Well, today we're now in a, in a hybrid environment. And according to studies that I've read, and I'm sure you have as well, uh, we can't put the genie back in the bottle at this point. As a matter of fact, uh, the U.K. has been testing a four-day work week and it's actually gone very well so far. Um, they have not lost productivity nor profitability in those that uh, joined the test. As a matter of fact, all but two of those companies decided to keep the test going. And then finally, the third definition is an object encircling another. And so I, I look at what is our orbit and, and what, what should be at the center of it, and it's really our purpose. And so the purposeful growth revolution is this idea of you know growing up into our purpose and in doing so, leave a living legacy, or what I call paying it backward, to help others along their growth journey. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And you know, having been in business for 30 years myself is I had to do a lot of work on that really at the get-go to define, you know, core values, what I stood for, what I was willing to do, what I wasn't willing to do, but to really drill down into how do I serve others best, right? And so, Mark, you talk a lot about, and I'm sure, you know, we have to grow as individuals to step into our purpose before we can even begin to bring that into any organization or work environment. Would you agree? Absolutely. And sure, I love what you just said about um, who, <laughs> because I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek and the whole Start With Why movement that, you know, he kind of recreated. Purpose has been around since the day... Uh, uh, the dawn of man, but this idea of kind of going back and really understanding and cultivating this concept of purpose, uh, he, he gets a lot of credit for that with this notion of start with why. Although I believe we should start with who, and specifically who we serve. And I think that leads you to your why, and then your how, and then your what. So I look at this, think of it as a four-circle Venn diagram, so you can picture that in your mind, where there's overlapping circles. And there's four categories of service that, that, that I see, and you may, you may have different ones, but one is spiritual, another is relational, another is personal, and another is professional. We're whole people. We should be able and comfortable taking our whole self into a work environment and not just the professional part, you know, and box everything else up and, and, and you know, keep it to yourself. 
Um, I think that's what we're starting to see more of. And I think when we uh, connected with people differently through Zoom or other digital video platforms during COVID, um, we got a deeper sense of humanity and, and we got a deeper sense of, of who we worked with, what their lives were like at home versus just what they looked like all dressed up in the office. Um, and I think that was really um, helpful on many levels. And uh, I think that notion of humanity is why my goal, Jerry, is with this book and this movement is to help put the human back in human resources. And I think that's really, really a powerful uh, statement. And if you ask people today, um, you know, how, how human uh, do they feel treated um, in the work environment? I mean, they're called employees, people that just get merely paid to do a job, or maybe they're workers or staffers or overhead or, God forbid, FTEs, which stands for full-time equivalent. So imagine if you're a half an FTE. You know, so this idea of team members, I believe words matter. And you've been doing radio uh, for a number of years. You understand the power of words. Mm -hmm. So what if we were able to create uh, a community instead of a culture? Culture is not a bad thing, but a community is a place we feel like we belong versus a culture may just be something we feel a part of. And why is belonging so important? Well, we're, we're, we're getting now much, much deeper into diversity, equity, and inclusion, and that's great, long overdue. But I look at it as, as, as simple and practical as this. Diversity just gets us in the door. Uh, inclusion gets us a seat at the table. Equity gives us an equal voice. But if we don't feel like we belong there, we may not feel vulnerable or safe enough to give our very best. We may just be happy to be in the room. After all, it's taken years for some people in, 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 in certain uh, classes to reach uh, management levels and executive levels, and they may not want to rock the boat. So we're not getting the best out of them if we don't create a safe environment where they feel like they belong. I would agree. And also having, you know, them understanding their purpose and why they're there and why they're serving those customers and clients is critical. And a lot of that, I'm sure, Mark, as obviously, as you mentioned, is effective communication. It's understanding why you're doing what you're doing and really loving what you're doing. And so I imagine because you work a lot with, you know, Fortune 500 companies, that, you know, one of the things is to look at an organization as a whole and realize that you have the right people on the team or some of those people just won't fit as you shift into this revolution of understanding that it is a people-first culture. And out of that is the loving what you do. And if you don't love what you do, we as business owners, we just don't have time to keep you on the payroll. Yeah, that's accurate, and and I think it's it may be the opposite in some ways. It may be there's a latent interest in purpose, but that maybe the leadership uh, of, of an organization feels it's a little too airy fairy, cotton candy, or woo for them. We gotta we gotta earn a profit, and we gotta get stuff done. Well, yeah, you do, but there are different ways to get there than the old command and control style. And I think, again, among younger people, it's been proven, uh, according to several research studies, that younger millennials and Gen Z right behind them 
uh, have a very different expectation of work than maybe you and I did when we were getting started. Well, and so they, things are changing, and they have to. Well, but they're also huge on personal development. And so it really does fit into this revolution, yeah. Mark, because if you're going to invest in your people in personal development through that growth and understanding and more effective communication, you are going to get to an organization that has purpose, believes in its purpose, and is a lot more fun to work in that environment. Yeah, it, and that's why I call them team members, not employees or workers or even associates. Because if you ever played team sports and you remember how you felt when the coach said, you made the team and here's your position, you know, and then you, you interacted with your team members and everybody did what they do best, but for the collective good of the team. And so, again, words matter and the language we use in the workplace uh, is really important. I would much rather be a team member than an employee, right? Yes. Or, or, you know, again, all those other words I mentioned. And so I've put together, and I don't know if we have time to get through in this first break, um, a purposeful growth plan. I have guest Mark Mears, Chief Growth Officer for Leaf Growth Ventures, LLC. You can check out his website at markamears.com, and that's M-E-A-R-S. We'll be right back. A gratifying career as a CSA Head Start teacher or early Head Start teacher is your chance of a lifetime. My name is Eileen O'Malley. I've been working with Head Start for about a year now. I love my job. I love my career. I love this company. Not only do I get to make a uh, good impression with children, I also get to be involved in my community. I prefer working at CSA for multiple reasons. Um, I have more support. I have more room for growth. And we have smaller class sizes. Visit csareno.org. Mark Mears is a number one best-selling author, keynote speaker, consultant, and visionary business leader who has established a significant track record of building shareholder value by driving innovation and profitable growth among world-class, high-profile brands such as PepsiCo, Pizza Hut, McDonald's, Frito-Lay, JCPenney's, NBC Universal, and the Cheesecake Factory. Mark serves as Chief Growth Officer for Leaf Growth Ventures, LLC, a consulting firm helping individuals, teams, and organizations find purpose in fulfilling their true growth potential while making a positive, lasting difference in the world. His website, markamears.com. So, Mark, we've been talking about, obviously, you know, you got to have purpose. You have to understand purpose in your own life, growth as a human being. And then you're now in an organization, a corporation, an LLC, whatever that business looks like for our listeners. And you were going to mention something right as we were going into break. So I want you to pick up from that thought. Yeah, I think it's 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 great to have the conversation, but I think, you know, instead of flying around at 30,000 feet, we've got to ultimately land the plane and get the passengers home safe, right? Yes. So I've created a purposeful growth plan that um, is designed for those who are courageous enough to do so to replace the dreaded annual performance appraisal. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you, you hear the word appraisal? And you think it sounds like property or cattle or something. And then having something done once a year, oftentimes just looking backward, uh, it, it turns out to be a bit of a gotcha. 
instead of a, a true coaching uh, relationship between a leader and their team member, right? So imagine if we were able to turn that model on its head and go back to what I mentioned before, which is the who you serve. We'll start with who, and then we'll move to your why, and then your how, and your what. So the who you serve, again, it's a, a mixture of four you know, categories in a four-circle Venn diagram, spiritual and personal and professional and relational. And this makes us a whole person. So imagine if I'm sitting down with my leader. I don't like the word boss because I believe leader means it's a title that you earn every day versus just something that was given to you and put on a business card. Imagine if you were able to get to know that team member so well that you knew who they served. And then take it a step further, their why. why what motivates them? What really lights them up? Um, how would we get the very best out of them in the work environment based on what they tell me? And then we look at the how, which is their superpowers. I think every one of us has one or more, you know, sometimes many, maybe sometimes only a few. And uh, we, we want to make sure that we're doing what lights somebody up, what they're really best at, and where they can add value to the team. Now, I live here in Kansas City, and we have Patrick Mahomes as our quarterback for the Chiefs, right? Yes. Well, we want to make sure that we put him in the right places to succeed. We wouldn't say, well, to be more well-rounded, we need to put you on the defensive line because you don't tackle so well. That would be ludicrous. But that's what many companies do. They're looking for people who are well-rounded. Well, that might be great in certain industries where you need to you know, plug and play different people in different functions. But in my experience, you want to put the best people where they can add the most value. So then you move on to their what. And their what then is, what is the role you play on this team? And then what are your responsibilities and accountabilities? And that's where you know we flip it on its head. Most performance appraisals start and end with the what. They don't ever unpack the who or the why, or oftentimes not even the how. And so by having all four of those um, circles in the broader four circle Venn diagram, all revolving around purposeful growth and the shared values of the organization, now you're treating someone like a human being, a whole person. And now you're going to get them to be more engaged, more productive, more empowered to have a deeper sense of ownership in the outcome, which will avoid the quiet quitting, the historic lows in engagement, according to Gallup, and ultimately the great resignation, which I call the great repurposing, because I do feel like it's an opportunity for us to deeply reflect on not only what, but who matters most in our lives and how we can serve them in a way that also helps us earn a living and pay the bills, but not only to have a job for the sake of a job, but to have one that really lights us up where we can come home and, and, and feel like we really did something of value that day. So, Mark, let me ask you, because, you know, this is a lot of new stuff coming at old leaders, right? And right. You know, we have to be nicer and more loving and open and communicative and all those things, right? So how is it, are you seeing a shift? Is there resistance to this revolution? How are you helping people that have been in business for many years and this newer generation is coming in and going, I'm changing the rules of the game? What do you see? Yeah, it, 
<laughs> it is a like any revolution, right? It, it, it's not uh, you know it doesn't take place overnight. Uh, it takes time, and it usually comes from an uprising of the people. Well, what you then have to do is educate uh, their leaders and their executive management of why this is so important. And if you run up against you know most executives are thinking bottom line and num you know and numbers, et cetera. Well, then finally, we can make a business case that says, look how much it costs to hire, train, recognize, reward, and retain a team member. And what if they, they, they leave? you got to go through that whole process again. And not only does it cost money, it costs time in the lack of productivity for that person who left that organization. Or, worse yet, it causes people to, to backfill what their responsibilities are so they're not happy. And uh, they're probably not making more money to do so. And so it causes a chain reaction. And we all know, uh, you know, Sherry, that labor is, if not the, the, the highest or second highest, depending on cost of goods in your industry, um, line item on a P&L. So instead of just looking at it as a zero-sum game, uh, hiring, firing, it, you got to look at that whole ecosystem and understand the, not only the cost involved, but the value provided by that position. So again, a sports analogy would be you've got a basketball team, you've got a salary cap, you want to put the best players on the court who are going to accomplish the objectives of the team. And you want to make sure you maximize that and keep them happy and keep them working well together. And that's the same thing in any company. So whether you're using numbers, whether you're using analogies, however, you know, and whatever it takes to educate people as to why this new approach is so necessary and so long overdue, uh, it is, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to happen with them or without them. Exactly. So, Mark, your new book, The Purposeful Growth Revolution, Four Ways to Grow from Leader to Legacy Builder. I'm looking forward to reading that so I can get that on your website and I imagine Amazon as well. Yeah, I, I'm no longer selling it on my website, but you can get it on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble, and um, it's you can paperback. You can get it uh, hardcover. You can get a, a, a digital version through you know Kindle ebook. Um, but it's really designed to be accessible. I'll probably be doing an audio book because I really want to get this word out to as many people as possible because I believe that you know I put together my own purpose brand and I came up with a purpose statement, Sherry, which is, I don't want to just make money and retire. I want to make a difference and inspire. And that means making a difference in the lives of others and inspiring them to want to do likewise. So it creates this virtuous cycle of reciprocity, which, again, I call paying it backward. And I say paying it backward because when I go to Starbucks, uh, almost always I'll pay for the car behind me unless they have a mobile order. And I do that to bless someone in that moment and make them feel a little bit better about themselves and then I find out that oftentimes it creates a chain reaction behind it. And people feel this, uh, there's a law of reciprocity that says people who have something done well to them feel like they want, want to do something well or good for someone else. So that little technique I call paying it backward. And that to me is just a, 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 a glimpse of what you'll read in the book about what it means to create a living legacy versus just bequeathing something after you're, you're, you're gone. Also, I will mention on Mark's website, which is Mark A. Mears, that's M-E-A-R-S dot com, you can go out and take a purposeful growth self 
assessment, which I did. I did very well, but I, I saw some places where I could improve, so I appreciate that. Thank you for talking about that self-assessment, because I think it'll take five or six minutes of your time, but it could change your life forever. I, I do invite you to take that personal growth self-assessment, and when you're done, you can download your results that are customized with your scores directly for you. So my advice is um, you hear a lot of times about people who are open-minded. And that's great. We need to be open-minded to learn new things. But I would ask your listeners to be open-hearted. And that means to really open up and listen with more than your ears, but also listen with your heart. If you have people that are reporting to you, I have a, a new acronym, which I call LOVE. It stands for Listen, Observe, Value, and Empower. And if you love your team members by listening to them, observing them and providing proper and, and, and constructive and, and great feedback to help them along their journey. You value them as a whole person, not just as a worker. And then you empower them to be their very best. You're going to create not only a friend for life, but they're not going to want to leave that organization. Great. Good luck to all of you as the Purposeful Growth Revolution marches on. Awesome. Well, thank you. Again, speaking with Mark Mears here on the Sherry Hill Radio Show, where business is amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Tune in next week, same time, same station, for the Sherry Hill Show 